You're listening to the Dad Whisperer Podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield. Be sure to follow her on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find out more about Dr. Michelle at drmichellewatson.com. That's drmichellewatson.com. Here now is your host, Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield. Hello and welcome to the Dad Whisperer. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield, and I'm so excited to have a guest coach with me today. And as you know, this is a show that is all dedicated to you as dads of daughters, helping you to put more tools in your fathering toolbox. You know the grid, on your mark, get set, go. So dads, picture yourselves standing side by side each other, getting ready to run your fathering race this week. I'm on the sidelines as your coach, cheering you on and saying, on your mark, get set, go. On your mark is the topic or the theme, get set. We're going to fill that in with stories and stats, and we're going to always end with a go step so that you can put your love for your daughter into action this week. Well, today I have a guest coach joining me by the name of Mark Gregston. Now, I have known of this guy for years, met him years ago at a conference, and we are here at the National Religious Broadcasters Conference. You're going to hear noise behind us, but we're keeping it real. So let me tell you a little bit about him. He is known as the Teen Whisperer. So really, this is kind of wild, right? I'm the Dad Whisperer. He's the Teen Whisperer. He's very passionate about helping parents and grandparents connect with their teens. He's authored, listen to this, 18 books and written hundreds of articles about parenting teens in a difficult culture. He's the host of a nationally acclaimed radio program, Parenting Today's Teens, which was honored to receive the 2014 Program of the Year Award from the National Religious Broadcasters. I'm telling you, these programs have God's favor all over of them. They are heard on over 1,700 radio outlets throughout North America. Mark and his wife, Jan, have been married for over 40 years, and nearly 30 years ago, Mark and Jan founded Heartlight, a Christian residential counseling center for struggling teens that they run to this day. And I'm telling you, I have referred some of my counseling clients there. That's how much I trust this man, his calling, and his work. They have two grown children, one of them a daughter, and four precious grandchildren. So welcome, Mark Gregston. Wow. Wow. I mean, what an introduction. <laughs> I hope I can live up to that. I mean, that's absolutely amazing. Well, but the truth is, what I love about your heart, Mark, is you keep it real. Yeah. You know what you're talking about, right? You, you don't give fluff. In fact, I have devoured your book that is going to be the focus of our talk wow. today, which is called Raising Teens in a Contrary Culture. In fact, that's on your mark today, men. I'm well. calling this raising teens in a contrary culture. Are you okay if I stole that from oh, you? I, yeah, no, I think that it'd be wonderful. You know, because I, I, as you said, you know, ready, set, go. Most of those men are lined up and you say go and their first step, they trip and fall and their face is in the mud and they're going, what do I do now? <laughs> yeah. You know, because I think most dads have the feeling like I can do this, I can do this. And what they don't realize is this culture has changed so mm. much in the last three or four years yeah. that, that a wise dad at this point is saying, what do I need to do for my child that's yes. different from the way that I was taught to deal with my daughter in the past of even five or six years ago? You're right. So I'd love to even just start there. Can you define contrary culture? Well, you know, I, I just think it's a it's a different culture. I mean, when you look at what kids have to face, it's interesting to me that 
from the critiquing of politicians to the the bombardment of information that tells me that everything's wrong, that's mm-hmm. sharing everything negative, to the way that kids communicate, to their concepts of where they get wisdom, to the absence of, of people involved in their life mm-hmm. because they can't be involved. And part of that is because kids hear the dirt on everybody and so they kind of shy away kids are created for relationship they can't find it because they spend so much time on that little phone which is which i'm not against i'm not an anti-world kind of guy by any means but your daughter has been created for relationship and she can't find it in the current culture because it's contrary to what she's been taught right and because of that she's doing stupid things and not thinking right sometimes and violating the very values that you've instilled in her Mm -hmm. life not because she's being rebellious it's because she has a longing in her life that god placed there to be in relationship with somebody Uh and so my point has always been if they can't find it everywhere else, Dad, you've got to be the one that steps up and yes. provide a relationship with a male that's non-sexual, that's encouraging, that helps your daughter become yeah. who God created her to be. Mm-hmm. So you're preparing yep. your daughter to bring home grandchildren one day. Because I tell people this all the <laughs> yes. time. If you love your kids, if you like your kids, you're going to love your grandkids <laughs> because yeah. grandkids are a reward for not killing your own kids. Yeah, there you, you know? go. And so, I mean, yeah. so that's why you pour it in because you're going to get something back off of that that's wonderful. And you know what I just thought of, Mark, is that this idea about contrary culture is lined up with this whole cancel culture. Yeah. And, Dad, when you do the opposite, that you aren't a contrary presence, like against everything she's wanting and you're the rule setter and it's more about enforcing rules and boundaries and guidelines and being the heavy rather than that relational non-contrary not canceling out her voice and style and personality and i don't think you'd be listening to this if you were that kind of dad yeah so you're just encouraging dads really emphasize building a a relationship with your girls. Well, the relationship is the most important thing that your child has with you during their adolescent years. Yeah. Because no matter what they do, no matter what they say, no matter what they violate, it's a dad who says, you know, there's nothing you can do to make me love you more. There's nothing you can do to make me love you less. Yes, and if that's yes. true, when my daughter comes home and says, I'm gay, or I think I'm a lesbian, or I am uh, having sex with somebody, or whatever it is, whatever you can think of, that would annoy you and offend you the most, the dad who engages with their daughter and says, but there's nothing you can do to make me love you more. There's nothing you can do to make me love you less. Even your choices, that I'm going to stick with you. Then what you are doing is exemplifying God in their life. And so it's it's the word becoming flesh and dwelling among your daughter so that in in essence, what you're doing is offering her a sense of hope and giving her a lot of wisdom that she's not going to get anywhere else. And that's why your relationship is so important Mm -hmm. with your daughter above the choices that she's making. There's still got to be consequences. There's still got to be all those things. But the relationship has got to be key. So let me ask you this, Mark, if your daughter would have come home as a teenager and said, Dad, I'm a lesbian or I'm yeah. bi. Yeah, I would have shot her. What would you say her. to her? No, I wouldn't have <laughs> shot her, no. What would, honestly, you know, yeah, what would you have said to her? Yeah, and, and, and people ask me that question all the time. And I, and I you know, I make comments to kids and I say, really? Um, me too. And I look at them and my, my intent is not to create division 
but is to create the opportunity to engage. And so my comment of, of keeping it light, I had a young Keep lady tell me yeah. that two weeks ago. Uh-huh. She goes, well, I'm gay. And I go, you, me too, me too. What do you mean? And the point isn't that I'm gay. Okay. The point is I'm not going to let it get in between our relationship. And I said, well, here's the so thing. So that lightens it. It does. Going, and, and she uh, asked me. Aren't we all? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. she said, well, um, would you come to my wedding if I got married to a girl? And I said, well, sure I would. And she goes, are you sure? And I go, well, why wouldn't I come? I love you. I care for you. She goes, would you perform the wedding? Absolutely not. And why not? Because I believe that the marriage yeah. is between a man and a woman. Right. And I said, sweetheart, this is the deal. You and, and this I, is one of the girls at the ranch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that lives with us. And, yeah. I, and I said, you, we can believe different things yes. and still love each yes. other. Dads, and hear that. Say that again. That you can still believe different things and love one another. There you go. And you've got to get through this yeah. thing that, that love is connected to this idea that, mm-hmm. that you're going to agree to on everything. Yes. You are creating an independent child, mm-hmm. a daughter, that age 16 has her own mind. She better have her own mind yeah. Yeah. by age 16. And it's not going to line up with you mm-hmm. all the time. And so if that's true, yeah. then then you want to maintain the relationship where you can keep talking through those there things as she's processing. That's yeah. right. So that you Why can I wrote offer. My book. Let's keep the conversation yeah. going. Because I always say if she shuts up, closes her mouth, her heart closes. Absolutely. She opens her mouth, her heart opens. Yeah. Her heart's open, your heart's open as a dad. Yeah. So really it comes back to giving her a safe place to feel that she's heard no matter what phase she's in, which leads me yeah. to another question I've got for you. So you write in your book about how teens are worn out because they're fighting this contrary culture every single day. Like you said, it's a culture that's trying to steal their morals and their values and their faith and on it goes. Yeah, yeah. So can you tell dads how they can create what you call a place of rest and retreat at home for their daughters? Because I'm telling you, I have counseled teens and mentored teens since I was 19, over wow. four, four decades. Yeah. I've never heard someone say, Hey, Dad, make your home a retreat. I think sometimes women are creating a space at home that yeah. has the food and the decorations. <laughs> How can a dad create a place at home of rest and retreat? You know, I, I think there's a number of ways they can do it. And the first thing is start having discussions and quit lecturing all the time. You know what? Your, your lectures, Dad, works really well ages 1 through 12, but it doesn't beyond that. What they want is to have is a discussion. Quit telling them everything and start sharing, you know, things with them. Uh, quit sharing just information. Kids don't need information anymore because they have access to the U.S. Library of Congress on their phone. Right. They don't need information. They need wisdom. And so you've got to mm-hmm. shift your style to start sharing something different. You can back off. Instead of sharing all the great things that you've done and how perfect you are, start sharing some of your imperfections. There you, you know, go. The things where you've struggled. I mean, it, I, yeah. I say this all the time. I can't breathe out of the left side of my nose. My wife was sexually abused for seven years. Mm. Somebody said, well, how did you start Heartlight, this residential project? I got fired from another job. But, you know, it's my son wrestled with and drank like a fish in college. My daughter had a difficulty with an eating disorder when she cheered at Baylor. Those are the things that attract us to one another. It's not the perfections. Yeah, you're not perfect. It's the imperfections. And when I start sharing that, I create a place where a child who is imperfect feels comfortable and can rest rather than coming home. And I'm more worried about the condition of their room than their heart. I go, I need to be more concerned about their heart than I am whether they made their bed, Mm -hmm. cleaned their bathroom. And that's how I create a sense of rest. Mm -hmm. They're worn out by the time they come home because they, because all the things you've taught them, dad, 
are they're being challenged in the culture they live in. And again, I am not an anti-world kind of guy at all. I'm not that. I am one that says, you know, you can either raise your kids to live in a zoo or you can prepare them to survive in the jungle. And what you're doing is creating space that is more relational in nature so you can engage with them and offer them something that they need desperately. And that's a sense of wisdom that's going to come from you. It's going to come from mom as well. But spoken from you, it's going to grab their hearts in a different way than spoken from mom. What do you think about the one-on-one dad-daughter, quote, date time? You know, where dads maybe take their daughters outside of the home. Do you think the conversation has more breath that way? That's the number one thing I tell people all the time. Spend time one-on-one. Just a dad and daughter, a dad and son. Just go spend some time. And when you're there, start asking questions. Quit giving answers. Don't share your opinion. I mean, Scripture says that a fool delights in airing his opinion. That even a fool appears wise when he keeps his mouth shut. shut. And I go, so just listen. If you would just listen to your daughter and ask questions, text her right now. Text her right now and say, do you think I demand demand perfection? Do you think our home is a place of rest? What is something that you would change about me if you could? Now, those are all opportunities to hear their answers. And when they give you the answer, don't correct them. Tell her they're wrong and how they need to do it different. But engage with them and go, I I never thought of that. Mm -hmm. And be the first one. And I know... Dads, you know this to be mm-hmm. true. No man likes to be told they're wrong. No man likes to be told that. Am well, I right? Can I be honest? I don't even like it. Yeah, as a I know. Woman, but yes. But I'm right. And uh, no, but I mean, there's a part of it. <laughs> yeah. No man. And this is where, by saying you're wrong, can engage yeah. you with your daughter. When yeah. you say, you know, I was wrong about that. You yes. know, I didn't do that right. Hey, there's some mistakes that I've made in I'm life. I'm learning as I go That's how to be right. a dad. You got to help me here. Yes. Now you become a team. And your daughter will draw to you automatically. That's right. You become an ally rather than an adversary. There you go. And that's what you want. And see, you talk in your book, Mark, about dads revealing the messiness of their lives, which you just said. And we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I want you to talk to the dad that says, I never had a role model of how to admit weakness and admit mistakes. And I just can't do it. I want you to coach that dad. When we come back, we're going to take a quick break. Are you a dad who has ever desired a deeper connection with your daughter, but haven't known how to go about it? Let's Talk Conversation Starters for Dads and Daughters is the very resource you need. Dr. Michelle wrote it with you dads in mind. This book will support you with scripted questions, equip you to decode your daughter, and inspire you with stories of other dads and daughters. Don't wait any longer to be the hero you want to be and that your daughter needs you to be. So, to let the talking begin, head on over to drmichellewatson.com forward slash books and order your copy today. This book will become a favorite in your fathering toolbox and will give you the answers you've been looking for. That's drmichellewatson.com forward slash books. Now, back to the Dad Whisperer podcast. Welcome back. I'm talking to Mark Gregston, a man of action, a man of passion <laughs> who in, has invested in over 3,000 
teenagers who come yeah. to Heartlight, his ranch where it's, a, would you say, a healing place yeah, it is. for it relationships. Is. And he's written a book, many books. He's authored 18, but I'm focusing today on his book titled Raising Teens in a Contrary Culture. So I know, Mark, that my dad, you know, he grew up on the south side of Chicago, was mm. in gangs from the time he was 12, three different last names among the, you know, the siblings, seven of them, yeah. and really no role model on how to do much of anything, yeah. truth be told. It's kind of life on the streets. You figured it out from yeah. other people. But he does not know how to do, you know, the very thing you're talking about, which is admitting weakness. Yeah. And I'm not saying my dad doesn't have humility, but this whole thing about really being transparent doesn't come natural yeah. for every yeah. guy. And I can yeah. tell that the reason that you have... I believe been a place of healing and rest and solace mm. and restoration for kids is you know how to do that. Well, I, I, I learned how to do it out of necessity. Okay. How do you men know, because, learn to because do it? Because, you know, I'm 66 years old. If you're between the ages of 40 and 80 years old, your dad did not know how to do it. And he didn't know how to do it because of the craziness of the culture where they were trying to survive during depression, two world wars, a Korean conflict, the Vietnam War. You look at the craziness where we, we were saying you have to be strong. Well, You're I, right. I, well here's the thing. And what, don't cry. Real that's men right. don't and cry. And what we began to realize is that is that there is strength in, in being vulnerable. And what your child is looking for more than anything else is authenticity and genuineness. Yeah. They want that. They don't see yeah. that. I mean, when you look that there's, I mean, they, they, the, the concept of men is something that's so negative, you know, right. by what their culture is telling them. Concept of women that people, it's 4.3 million porn. So I didn't know there were that many naked women in the wow. world. But you look at the how they are skewed in their thinking. So, so it's and, and so we come in and say, well, I still want to be right, and I still want to uh, be strong, and I want to come across the right way. Well, you know what? The one way to come across mm -hmm. strong is not by your words, but it's by your example, mm -hmm. by a blameless life that is lived yeah. before your kids. So you're showing them what it is yeah. to be a man. And so what is a man? You know, well, God says that that I want to be a warrior like and at the same time be as gentle as a nursing mother, uh -huh. you know, and it's both and it's not either or. So, Dad, you need to be strong, but there's times that you need to be tender as yeah. well. And so maybe the way that you engage and do that is by is by listening is by admitting wrongdoing is by countering some of those things yeah. that you didn't learn and some dad goes well i never saw that and i go you know what then you need to get over it because the culture has changed and you can learn that and that'd be the first place that i would start with my daughter i would say i never had an example i didn't know how to do this yes. i've never seen this before this is new territory for me mm -hmm. This scares me to I death. I was just going to say, admit that yeah, you're afraid. Absolutely. That you don't know because more is caught than taught. That's right. So when you admit your weakness, Dad, or what you don't know, do you realize your daughter is going to adopt the same language and admit she doesn't know everything? So it's not just head to head, you know, this combat yeah. at home. And when was the last time you heard your daughter say, hey, Dad, you know, I was wrong about that. Well, not you, too often if, in yeah, teen But years. if you haven't heard it. It's because you're not saying it enough. There you go. If your child can't forgive, it's because you haven't let them know that you can forgive. Yeah. If if you haven't had a daughter that said, I love you, it's probably because you haven't said, I love you to them enough. 
monkey see, monkey, monkey do. do. And there's something about yeah. that that just says that that I want to create an atmosphere mm-hmm. where we can have this relationship. And here's the thing. Your daughter's created for relationship. And, Dad, even though you didn't get to experience that growing yeah. up and you're angry at, at your own dad, you know what? You were created for relationship as well. And what you will find is that when you have that relationship with your daughter, it, it will it will open an area of your heart that you've never had before. And oh, you will experience yeah. another quadrant of your heart <laughs> that you didn't know that existed. And that's the go. neat thing about having a great relationship with your daughter. Okay, in a practical way, because again, I love yeah. the fact that you and I both roll a bit the same. Like, mm. let's, let's put it on the bottom shelf, so to speak, so it's practical, action-oriented. Yeah, yeah, yeah is you talk in your book about one of your chapter titles is, can everyone just laugh a little? So I think really what I hear you saying is kind of, how does a dad lighten up? How does he bring laughter in his home? Well, quit getting so serious all the time. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I... I made a comment once. Somebody asked me if I was 100% heterosexual. And I said, you know, uh, I don't think so. (laughs) I said, I think I'm 95% um, heterosexual. I think I'm 3% metrosexual because I wear wear Tommy Bahama shirts occasionally. And I'm 2% homosexual because I'd I'd kiss Keith Urban if I had the opportunity to. And I thought it was funny. You know, and and I go... Where have we lost this sense yes. of laughter? Laughter yeah. is a form of worship. Well, I was just going to say, yeah. that line I have in your book, underlined, starred, I've never heard someone say laughter is a form of worship. And you even said learning to laugh again yeah. becomes an essential part of discovering a renewed sense of hope. Say more about that. Well, it shows your strength. I, I, I mean, yes, we go through hard times and good times and and there's bad with the good and if and if you wait until life is no longer hard to be happy then then what you're doing is postponing what you've been created for you you've been created for relationships it's not like you just get more miserable and miserable uh-huh, uh-huh. as you go along in life it's it's more that i learned to handle the bad stuff along with the good stuff. And and so I can laugh with you and cry with that's you. That's right. We can laugh that's together, right. cry together. Right. Like you even said, losing your dog. You have a book coming out yeah. for kids or big kids. Yeah. About how to talk about loss and cry together. It's both and. Yeah, it's, it's it's both, both and. and and when we realize that as dads that I don't have to be one or the other, this militaristic view and the way that we engage with kids and I'm sitting here slapping my hand. I go when we say this is how it's going to be and this is in my house. I can I can be that in one sense when if I tone it down a little bit because mm-hmm. kids just don't look at authority like they used to, but I couple it with I was wrong. I didn't do that. You know I struggle with this. Yeah. I admit but I can do both. And somebody goes, no, I can't. Because if I admit my my faults and my difficulties and hardship, then I'm not being strong. Or I they go, won't no. respect me I go, anymore. no, Dad, that's not true. I go, you start admitting those things, they will respect you more. And, man, you've got to listen to Mark. That's because it takes more strength to share yes. my weaknesses and difficulties than it does all my successes. Because your daughter doesn't give up whatever (laughs) about your successes because she she sees your weaknesses and when you're not sharing something with your daughter Mm -hmm. that she knows Mm -hmm. then what you're doing is hiding something from her and you can't do that in a relationship that's why the relationship gets stuck you're not telling her the whole story it's like i'm only going to tell you half the story and and a daughter's going well, why won't you tell me the whole story because her crap detector says there's more and the other thing too dads is that you know your daughter has your dna 
and she knows she right she's yeah. your offspring yeah. Yeah. when you tell her about the weaknesses and mistakes and then how you overcame it or how you worked it through or what in hindsight you wish you'd done different you are building resilience yeah. in your daughter because you're proving to her you know she's she's an apple that hasn't fallen far from the tree and if yeah. you could get through yeah. it she can get through it yeah. mark i know we're running out of time i got no, a couple more good. questions we've talked today about how much talking and listening and engaging and relating is vital to really, I would say, raising teens in a contrary culture. But you also say sometimes silence is best. Mm. That is the best response and the greatest answer. Yeah. Explain that one. You know, I mean, I have kids talk to me all the time and and, and they'll be talking and, and my answers are this. Hmm. Wow. Gee. Really? Hmm. hmm. Wow. Kid will get up One and go. One words. That's right. They'll, One word. Man, they'll they'll go, some man, of you introverts. There you go. One yeah. word. And they'll say, that's the best Love counseling that. session I've ever had. Uh, and it's not because I've said anything. Mm-hmm. My example as a dad is is screaming to them all the time. Quit thinking that it's your words that do it. It, it is your example that you set before them. So make sure your example's good. Yeah. So yeah. the battles you fight, get a hold of them, take control straighten out things in your life and and make sure it's a good example and then the second part of that is is just listening to the heart of your child i mean when you listen you're changing their destiny you're you're changing how they look at you and let them ask you questions quit giving answers start asking questions and wait for them to come to you and say hey dad can i ask you something Uh hey did you ever smoke pot when you were in high school that's what you're waiting for hey dad did you and mom ever have sex when you were in high school okay what is it i i've had people ask me that a lot through the years yeah do i tell her that well absolutely absolutely i tell them the truth because because now it's okay to share that stuff. You don't share, you don't share details yeah, and say, yeah. well, yeah, it was a hot August night in the back of a 68 Chevy. You don't <laughs> right. share that Not stuff. The details. But you can share with them something that's age appropriate yeah. that said, we did not quite yeah. do what we wanted to do and share the wisdom that you've yes. learned and wisdom's gathered by your observation yeah. your reflection and your yeah. experience the same way your daughter's way your gathering daughter. wisdom and yeah. so yes i would start telling them things so they feel more comfortable but add to it the wisdom that you've learned and why you feel so strong about a particular yeah. uh, subject or thought or idea yeah. And Don't you, beat them with it. There you Share go. Share it with them. And you and I both know, because again, I engage, I have for 40 years with teenage girls as yeah, well. Yeah. And how often now I have so many girls come into my counseling sessions that I'm like, how many hours are you spending on TikTok and Snapchat? Yeah. You know, and they're like, oh, she snapped me the ceiling. I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah. I mean, she's mad at me because it's nothing. And I'm like, what? You snap the floor. Yeah, yeah, you snap yeah, the ceiling. Yeah. Like their language matters to them. Yeah. But they're made for relationship, but it's distant. It's disconnected. Yeah. It's remote. And you as a dad are right there in real time. Being, that's real FaceTime. Well, and that's real. That's a real relationship. Yeah. I mean, your, your child is growing up with an idea that they have a lot of friends. And quite honestly, they don't. They, they have don't. a lot of followers. They're so lonely And nobody's and following anybody. You know, yeah. I mean, it, they, they feel like they have all this. Yeah. But they don't. And, right. And that's the fakeness. That's why I call Facebook fake book. I mean, we do <laughs> the same it's thing. It's what you put on yeah, we that post, you want people to see. We cherry pick all the wonderful things right. in life and share it with people. And so they're doing the same thing. But comparison 
has an amazing way of stealing your child's joy because yeah. it, because it's Can it's I be not honest? A, it's I not still a real, deal with that now. Well, it's still yeah, it's it's not a it, it, they're not real relationships. Right. They're living in a world that where it's comparison, 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 and the one thing they need is a safe place in somebody who is strong, who's engaging with them, that values them, and how you treat them. Unconditionally. Yeah, how you treat them will determine the type of person that she marries. There you go. And that's why this is so important. You are training your child to pick a mate one day that will carry on your legacy. So be careful and intentional when you do that. Wow. You know, I was even thinking there, as I know we're wrapping up here, but I've heard a quote that says, Teenagers oftentimes say everyone is telling us what to say no to, Mm -hmm. but no one's telling us what to say yes to. And Mark, really, if I was to sum up everything you're saying is, Dad, be the one that's right there, that Mm -hmm. she knows she can come to you. That's the yes. Yes, I'm here. Yes, I care. Yes, I'm listening. Yes, you have value. I don't care what everybody else is saying. Dad's here. Well, Mark, I end every show with a go step a practical action step because you've given a lot of great ideas and information (laughs) through all of this from your life, you know, counseling kids for 45 years. What would you say right now from a dad's heart, a granddad's heart to those dads listening, how can dads today put into action a practical way to raise their daughter to live strong in a contrary culture? Yeah. You know what? Go upstairs tonight, just knock on their door. I mean, if they're mad at you, if they, you know, are rolling their eyes, flipping you off in their mind, whatever, they, just knock on the door and say, hey, can I tell you something? I just want you to know there's nothing you can do to make me love you more. And there's nothing you can do to make me love you less. Say that again. Just there's, there's nothing, nothing you, you can, can do, do to make me love, love you more. more. There's nothing, nothing you, you can, can do, do to, make to make me, me love, love you less. less. And so it's just saying that. And they get a concept of that. Let them think about that and reflect on that. Mm-hmm. And when they begin to see you as different, yeah. and you truly do that because you need to be authentic, you need to be genuine, yeah. then you'll begin to see your daughter change and move towards you rather than trying to move away from you. There you go. And you just heard that from the teen whisperer, <laughs> Mark Gregston, and I'm the dad whisperer, and we're giving you the exact words, dad, and you don't have to give away your source. There you, you go. You get full credit for being a dialed in dad. Well, Mark, it's been a joy to have you here. Been wonderful. Been well, wonderful. Thanks Dr- so much. Yeah, you are so welcome, and I'm honored that you were here. And I'm Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield signing off, wishing you dads a great day where you intentionally and consistently choose to dial into your daughter's hearts. Go, dads. Thanks for joining us for another edition of the Dad Whisperer Podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield. To find out how you can invite Dr. Michelle for your next event, go to drmichellewatson.com and click on the speaking tab. That's drmichellewatson.com. Dr. Michelle loves bringing practical insights she gleaned over the past few decades to audiences of teenagers, young adults, men's groups, or women's forums. Once again, go to drmichellewatson.com. That's drmichellewatson.com for more information on the books, resources, and blogs that she has available. Remember, you can listen to the Dad Whisperer podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. And we'd appreciate it if you'd subscribe and leave us a review. Thanks for joining us today, and we'll see you again on the next edition of the Dad Whisperer podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield.